The Bible Study Podcast, episode 373. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 32. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This week we have yet another Psalm of David. This one starts in a little more positive place than some of the other Psalms of David. And it goes like this. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, in whose spirit there is no deceit. And it's nice to find David in a good mood this time. And David is looking back on a time when he was guilty, but he's looking at it from a time where he feels the loving forgiveness of God. And so in this particular psalm, unlike some of the others, the forgiveness is past tense. His transgressions are forgiven and his sin is covered. And when we say covered, I want you to think of two particular things in terms of that terminology. One is that in the tabernacle, and that would be where worship happened during the time of David before the temple was built, and then also in the temple in the holiest of holies, the sacrifice happens on the Day of Atonement where they kill the animal and then they sprinkle the blood of the offering on the people and they are covered by that blood. And that is the symbol then of atonement between them and God, that they are covered by that blood because the wages of sin are death. And in this case, an animal has died in the place of the people. And so their sins are literally covered with this blood. And of course, that's the same symbol that we'll have as we go forwards into Romans. And we talk about the effectiveness of the death of Jesus as it covers over our sins. So that's one thing. But then I also want you to think about it in terms of covering a debt. If I was in debt to you and someone else were to come cover that debt for me, they were to make good on it. And that's also what's going on here is that that there was a payment that needed to be made that was made. Blessed are the one whose sins the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Now, it's interesting because that's two different thoughts. One is the thought that this is a person who has sinned. They have done something wrong. Blessed are they when they are forgiven and that God is merciful. God doesn't give them the punishment they deserve for their sin. But the other is that they haven't just said they're sorry. They have truly repented. They have turned around. They have changed directions. In whose spirit is no deceit means that at this time they have come clean with God because God knew all along what they had done. And so they have come clean. They have asked for forgiveness. And then they haven't just gone back to whatever it was that they were doing. They are right with God. They are now the righteous And it continues on, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was capped as in the heat of summer. Now, I wonder about this, when I kept silent, what is David keeping silent about? The thing that he is just telling us apparently happened after that, that his sins are now covered. So it appears to be what he was silent about was going to God and repenting, going to God and asking for forgiveness, going to God and fessing up. I don't know if you remember when you were a child and you really screwed up and you had to come to that point of which could you get away with it or did you have to tell mom and dad? 
It was this one of those situations where maybe you could cover it up, maybe they wouldn't know, or it was it one of those things where you needed to fess up. And I've had to do that even as an adult where I knew that what I had done was going to come out and I had to go to a group of people and say, this is what I've done. I screwed up. And it's not fun, but I think David is saying it was even worse before I did that. It was even worse when I kept silent. I was wasting away. All of that guilt was eating at David until he came clean. And he could feel God's hand was heavy on him. He could feel that God was convicting him of that sin. And part of the role of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin, not to convict us of sin so we just feel bad all the time, but to convict us of sin so that we repent and so that we ask for forgiveness, so that we change. And sure enough, David says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. There is at some point, finally, this release where David gets to say, Yes, I did this. Whether this be the whole story of him and Bathsheba or something else, we don't know. But at some point, he's saying it was better to come clean. I was under a heavy weight, but then I acknowledged my sin. Then I fessed up. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. The one part of that that we could interpret as being not quite as good a news as some of the rest of that is the reaching out to God while he may be found. David understands that a day will come when it is too late. And so he's saying, let us turn to God now when we can. Whether that day be the day of judgment or the day of our personal judgment, whether that day be the sound of trumpets or the day we walk in front of a bus, David is saying a time will come when forgiveness is too late. A time has come when God cannot be found. So make use of this day, is what he is advising us. Make use of the time now. And then there's these two things here about, surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them, and they will be surrounded with songs of deliverance. And I think of two different water events that David could be referring to. One would be the flood, when all of those who were caught in their sin were destroyed in the flood. But the other one, because of the song of deliverance that it reminds me of, is the passing through the Red Sea. That happened to be the topic of the sermon that we had in my church this week, Bethel Lutheran Church in Cupertino, California, if you wish to join me. And I think of when the people come to the Red Sea, And they think they are done. They think they are trapped. They think they are there for destruction. And they cry out to Moses and they say, weren't there enough graves in Egypt that you brought us here to die? But God instead delivers them and makes a way through the sea that looks impassable. And when they get to the other side and the armies of Egypt that were following behind them have been destroyed and they shout and sing to God that wonderful song, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. And David is saying that if we turn to God while he may be found, that we won't just be given forgiveness, but our joy will be returned. We will be delivered. 
as the people of Israel were delivered from the Egyptians, as they were delivered through the Red Sea, through the water, as we are delivered through the water of baptism. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule that have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. It's interesting because... David ends this and says, let all those who are upright sing. And yet he starts this by saying, I wasn't upright. I was guilty, but he has forgiven me. And we know that the Bible says that when he forgives us, as far as the east is from the west, so far he takes our sin from us. David is now feeling restored. David is back in the camp of the righteous, back in those who are singing to God because they know and love God, and because they know a God whose loving eye is on them. I pray this week you will know a God whose loving eye is on you, and if there's something you need to bring to God, that you boldly come before the throne of grace as we're taught in the New Testament in Timothy, that you confess your sin to God and be forgiven. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. two weeks old in an iron lung which is you know like a sealed oxygen unit um, fighting for my life I couldn't I couldn't breathe properly and apparently I didn't make a sound um, from the day I was born because my lungs were all messed up that's Martin Smith of Delirious sharing a personal testimony on The Walk a podcast for worshippers join us weekly to hear songwriters worship leaders filmmakers and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform